Welcome to The Loaded Goat. I'm Aaron. And I'm your podcast about The Andy Griffith Show. Welcome to Chris. Although there are other podcasts about The Andy Griffith Show, but this is one podcast about The Andy Griffith Show. Honestly, if you're listening to it, probably arguably, arguably the best. So we'll get there and we're coming at the other people. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I'm not that competitive, but, um, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't hold Christopher's fire back. No. Yeah. There, there can only be one and we're going to vanquish. Today, uh, we're doing wedding bells for Aunt B. But Christopher, I was going to ask you, have you seen the November 22nd issue of Closer? Of course I have. Yes. Mayberry was never perfect. Ron Howard tells all. A whole tell all. So I, I lied. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, so, you know, they put the book out, The Boys by Ron, Ron and Clint Howard. Yep. And so I'm going through here. So I decided to buy this and see and read this Mayberry tell all. Let me tell you, I don't know if the readers of Closer have the attention, don't have much of an attention span, but I'm looking through here. And this tell-all article is only about two pages, maybe <laughs> six or seven hundred words. Yeah, okay. Look, it is like this is this is it. As you can see right here, here's point. Here's page one. Here's a full page photo, and here's page two. Basically, two half pages of text about tell-all. Tell-all. Uh, tell and I'm just kind of like this is um, this is a little bit of a this is a little, this is a little crazy. I mean, I don't think anything would be shocking to you to hear this. I mean, it obviously it says Mayberry's Mayberry was never perfect. How alcoholism, failing marriages, and depressed depression almost doomed America's favorite show. I would just, I would argue that the Mayberry set was probably like any 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 work most workplaces where people are battling demons. Yeah. Oh, I just have a lot of questions about this. First is more of a logistical. Did you go to the 7-Eleven to get it? Or did you did it pique your interest while you were, you know, checking out and then you bought it as chum at the register? I happened to be at the grocery store. Somebody had flagged this for for us for me because I was uh, because uh, because they know I do this podcast. And so I happened to be out. I saw it and I and I bought a copy to take a look at it. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then that's all I got. I mean, I, I want to look at it. I want any good pictures, anything like that popping out. I mean, nothing you haven't seen before, I would have to imagine. I mean, it's just, it's, it wasn't anything really, really like shocking. I mean, I just am kind of like when they say it's a, it's a tell-all, tell-all usually is a lot longer than that. Were you, have you read the Ron Howard book? I have not yet. I, I've, I've got it on my um, plant books to read list. Okay. Well, when you do that, I'd be interested to know if that also comes up short. I will. I mean, and and we all know that I am going to be the only one to read the book um, if the book is read, and I will have to tell you about the book. Correct. That's 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 where that's that's the uh, that's the relationship we have, like behind the scenes of the Loaded Goat podcast. <laughs> Christopher did no research. Correct. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. All right, we're ready to dive in. Let's start the show. This episode, Wedding Bells for Aunt B, first aired on April 2nd, 1962. Frances Bobbier said this was her all-time favorite, favorite episode on several occasions. Watching this, I can see why. It gave her a lot of range and emotions to work with. Yeah, but that's selfish of her. 
there are better episodes that she should have had more fun doing, and we get to tell her how she feels about her job. And not only, and never mind the fact that she's been dead for over thirty years. I mean, I think if this was her favorite, this is pretty much pretty much her favorite. All right, I'll back off this point. And this this is an episode where we were talking about Clara, and this is basically the first episode where Clara meddles and makes things a lot worse. She's so annoying. She's kind of an annoying character, but she's supposed to be an annoying character. So we open with Aunt B, Clara, and Otis at the dry cleaner, who's Fred Goss. Um, he's back again. Um, he was he was also in Jailbreak, um, and he tells Otis oh, okay. he should get a whiskey-colored suit. And as in Jailbreak, he's smoking and ashing all over the place. It stressed me out a little bit. I got to be honest. Did it? You know, I wonder if in the 1960s, if it was just understood that everything you had was going to smell like cigarette smoke, or if it was so ingrained in everybody's, you know, that people were just used to it. I was more thinking about, like, this is not his suit, and he's going to get a cigarette burn in it. Well, there's that. Um, Yeah, and that's, I mean, not too worried about Otis's suit. Otis's suit seems like it's had all kinds of things happen to it. But Andy's suit, he usually takes good care of his suit. You do need to worry about having a flame, an open flame in your Otis's suit, because it could just combust just like yeah well i I, i've looked this up whiskey will not just automatically combust now if you were drinking if you if otis was drinking everclear then that will that will will do that i somehow know this you got to be at about like 55 percent alcohol yeah it's got to be it's got to be spit fire is that what is that what you is that what people use to spit fire you, well, you go really high up, right? Yeah. Like, well, I think they used to use kerosene originally, but, you know, I've had, like, pretty, like, really strong castoring stuff that you can yeah. kind of spit a little bit of fire. You know, the, and I think, you know, Gene Simmons, who's in Kiss, you know, when he breathes fire at the shows. Okay. You're familiar, you're familiar no. with this? You're not familiar with this. You know, you heard of the band Kiss? I have. Okay, there's a uh, they 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 wear makeup. Gene Simmons, the bassist, when he does um, when he do, he does a number of things during the show. But one of the things he does during a concert is he breathes fire, and he'll basically take a torch, put kerosene in his mouth, and breathe and breathe fire. That's so cool. It's, it's something to see for sure. So getting back to the episode, Aunt B is picking up Andy's suit for the dance. Um, Fred is discussing the dance with her and he's flirting with Aunt B. He invites her go to, to go to the dance with him. She's not interested. I get why. Why she's not interested? Yeah, I mean, there is no, he is not he's too forward. He, he's too forward. There is nothing. Uh, I just, I can't imagine I, why any woman would want to get with Fred Goss. I mean, He's, he's slovenly, he's on, you know, he's, he's ashing all over his suit. I just don't think he'd be, and he's, and he's just doesn't seem like a very fun person. No, no, he's, he's the, he's a male Clara. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. The ending is perfect for this because he goes back to get the suit and Cleric acknowledges how Fred likes Aunt B. And I think at the end of the day, Clara wishes someone would flirt with her, flirt with her. Totally. Yeah. She's thirsty. At the jail, Aopi comes in after completing a chore. He's helping out because Barney is out of town. This is an episode Extreme where Donuts, nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, it's just he's just helping out part time and doing a few things. I don't think um, 
Andy is grooming him to be the, the future deputy. But this is an episode where Don Knotts does not appear. Um, Opie asks, since he's a deputy doing deputy work, can he wear a deputy hat? He puts on that hat and it's a little too big. And then Andy takes um, Opie in the back. It's so cute. So yeah. cute. In the bucket, right? Or is that later? Yeah. I think it's later, but I may be wrong. Otis comes in. To Whenever that his... happens, I will say it's cute. It is cute. Otis comes in to leave his good suit in the cell in case he gets up before church on Sunday. Um, it turns out he has his own key to the courthouse. And he asks Andy if he's going to the dance. And Andy says he's too tired. Otis tells Andy that Fred was flirting with Aunt B. And they have a good laugh over this. Bullock, Harvey Bullock, who wrote the script to this, had Otis be sober for this scene to make it clear that he was seeing the situation as it was really happening. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I loved this. I mean, I feel like it's it's over overplayed for us to say how much we like Otis, but this is just fantastic. He comes in, wants his suit to look crispy. It's so good. Yeah. In the kitchen, Aunt B and Clara are putting away groceries. She suggests Aunt B considered consider fred as a husband because she's getting in the way of andy getting married they jumped too fast they jumped yeah. in like they could date for three years first yeah well claire throughout the show often gives bad self-serving advice do you have a friend who gives bad really bad advice no i think i'm that friend for a lot of people though you think so <laughs> yeah are you sure i mean i i i've i mean i was at your wedding and they all talked about what a great guy you were and how you were always so supportive i just um i didn't think you i didn't get the impression you give bad advice a lot's changed in three years aaron really (laughs) i Uh, I don't i don't think i do do you i yeah i i have they've been relegated because if the advice is bad i just don't ask them for advice anymore if the advice is self-serving i I generally decide that they're not the best friend and so that's generally the approach i take give us a first name no is it sean 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 (laughs) um no i'm not giving you any names so andy comes in and says he's not going to the dance and then ribs her about fred And then, of course, Clara, kerosene on the fire, says a lot of truth is said in jest and convinces Aunt B to invite Fred for dinner, over for dinner. Part of the reason Harvey Bullock went with Fred is because he was a known entity on the show. And it it wasn't like she was going to be pushed to date someone who was looking to swindle her out of her life savings. You know, some guy, some guy who comes in passing through who's looking to, you know, just do a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of uh, odd jobs around the house. Yeah, which we've seen those a few times. We have. Back at the jail, Andy suggests taking Opie and Aunt B to dinner at Mount Pilot for um, at the Chinese restaurant there. Um, this is an honor of, of Harvey Bullock's childhood memories of going to a Chinese restaurant as a kid. Aunt B then comes in and says she's going to invite Fred over for dinner. Oh, interesting, interesting. You know, this scene, for those in Montana that are listening, I'm sure there are many Butte, Montana has, Butte, America has a very famous old Chinese restaurant that's been around for like a hundred years. And I was picturing them trying to go to that place here. So if you know, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So Fred, we're at dinner. Fred is not the best dinner guest. He goes off on a joke 
that Andy makes about mixing cleaning fluid and gravy. So if you get some on your tie, it just comes right out. Just, you know, good corny dad joke. And um, goes off on Andy's joke about how ridiculous it is. He then gossips about his customers and both Andy and Andy retreat to the kitchen. And this is when these two start talking, talking past each other. Andy says Fred's a good guy because he thinks Aunt B likes him. Aunt B thinks Andy wants her to like him. And we go to commercial. Taylor's oldest time. Yeah. Yeah. So after the break, Aunt B is getting ready to go to the movies with Fred. Andy is joking with her, saying pretty soon it will be time to get married. Fred comes in. They need to, quick. No one was fixing her collar. Like, I feel like if Andy or Opie were going on this date, they'd, they'd you know, she'd put on the coat and then someone would be like, let me just straighten this out for you to make her look a little bit more kempt. But she just, ah, she's messy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, she's dating with, she's going on a date with Fred. Why does she have to really worry about it? He comes in gossiping about another customer. And it's clear Aunt B is not excited about going to the movies. So later, Opie is upstairs getting ready you never for find bed. out what movie they're going to. I don't know if it really matters. Okay. <laughs> Opie is upstairs getting ready for bed. And Andy comes up to tuck him in, asks him if he's brushed his teeth. Opie says his toothbrush is wet. And Andy tells him a story about a boy who faked brushing his teeth by um, getting his, um, just wetting his toothbrush, but, but eventually all of his teeth fell out. And then so Opie goes to brush his teeth again, and Aunt, Andy tells him Aunt B may get married. I think this is so cute. Yeah. He then discusses how marrying love is the best kind of love, which I agree, it's, it is. Um, Opie asks so Andy... So wait, you've been in love, Aaron? I have. Have you? <laughs> I have, I have. What if I did? Oh, sorry. I think you're getting here. Thanks. No. Okay. Opie asks if Andy and his mother had that kind of love. And Andy says, yes, we did. What if he said no? He's like, no, not with Gertrude. I mean, I think that would have been a gut punch for all Andy Griffiths fans. Don't you think? I do. And Opie. Opie. Yeah. But he doesn't say that. And that's part of the reason this scene has been ranked in the past in the top 10 by the Andy Griffith show re rerun Rogers Club. Um, oh, this really? Is, yeah. And this is also the only reference to Opie's mother in the entire series. No. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. I thought we talked about her all the time. We did talk about her all the time, but she's not mentioned on the show. <laughs> you and I talk about her, about what happened to her, about you know all the all the th- all all of our theories. But no, she is. Uh, we know she's not referenced in the show. Got it. Okay. Later that evening, Fred drops Aunt B off, and Andy is sitting on the couch, and they discuss having pie. Opie's, Opie suddenly appears wanting to have pie too. Just fell awake. Yeah, that happens. On the porch, they have finished pie and Andy is smoking a cigarette and Andy is telling Aunt B all the reasons she should get married. And it's a good thing Opie got up for pie because he wants it again as the voice of reason. And he says Andy forgot to mention the most important part, that she has a special kind of love for Fred. And they start to go to bed. And Andy realizes Aunt B is not happy, and she tells um, she tells him she wants to be happy. And Andy says they've been talking past each other in circles, 
and that no one's getting married until they're absolutely in love. This was a nice scene. I like yeah. this. Yeah, I agree. Opie asks if he said the wrong thing, and Andy says, no, you're the only one who said the right thing, and we go to commercial. Just beautiful. Yeah. And then there's a deleted scene where they go and tell Clara off. I'm just kidding. They don't really do that. But in the, in the <laughs> epilogue. Yes. Yeah. Tie her up. Yeah. Water border. Yeah. In the uh, epilogue, they pull up to the dry cleaner and Andy walks in to take care of things. He goes in discussing Aunt B's dress and making it sound so tacky. And then he said, well, yeah, this is so good because he pulled out every each of the three things that she yeah. wasn't like plastic buttons. The plastic was bad. It, uh, yeah. Rhinestones. Um, Can you imagine then, Aunt B covered in rhinestones? No, I can't. I can't even I can't for one second. Um, he goes in um, and then he somehow manages to set Fred and Clara up um, talking about getting to, to talk about Clara's simple dress. And then he gets back and he gets back in the car and says they're going to have Chinese and says they can't spill anything because he's has a feeling that they just lost their discount at the dry cleaner. And then everybody laughs and laughs and laughs. Yeah. And then we go. We and then the show ends. Shortly after this episode is completed, Fred Sherman, who plays Fred Goss, actually suffered a stroke and was actually hospitalized for the rest of his life. He, he died in 1969. Oh, so I think it's important to clarify here that when we're talking about Fred in the TV show and Fred in real life, we really like Fred in real life. Yeah, yeah, we like Fred just fine. And he acted wonderfully. We're proud of him. Yeah, I think uh, I'm hoping people get that distinction. But okay, I just cool. wanted to make that clear. So how many whistles would you give this? I'd give this one six. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I might almost go five. I felt like this was just things I don't things. There are things on the Andy Griffith show I don't like. And one is, is a meddling Clara. And so those are always a little bit of a those are always a little bit grating to me. Yeah, I also think that typically Andy's not this aloof to situations around him. Like this episode could have almost been called like Andy arranges a marriage. Yeah, I mean, it's Clara being aloof. And Andy lacking self-awareness. And there's in most of the time, Andy has self-awareness and so and has good good emotional intelligence. So it's almost like Claire meddling, Andy playing against, and Andy almost kind of being a little out of character. Yeah. But you know, Opie learned what love is. So yeah. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Loaded Goat Pod. If you have any questions, please go to loadedgoat.net and submit one uh also ha have a wonderful holiday season this will be um this, this episode is going to be airing before christmas so we hope whatever wh wh wherever you're going and wherever you are with your family we hope you have a wonderful time wear a seatbelt wear a seatbelt and next up is reason crowd until then christopher did i say the wrong thing yes yes we're